Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jim. It's good to be back with you. It's, it's been a be while. Well, it is, it's been a long while. The, the long, hot summer hiatus for the podcast is, is finally over. Well, you know, it's been a hiatus maybe for our podcast, but uh, the politics of the country have not taken a break at all. Uh, and no. uh, things are really turning. What's your take on all this? Yeah, boy, it's it, it's been a pretty consequential month uh, for Congress, uh, for the administration, certainly with uh, with trouble domestically, trouble overseas, trouble overseas. Uh, you know, Congress is is jamming through a bipartisan infrastructure bill, probably the one of the biggest bipartisan pieces of legislation in, in, a, in, a, in a decade. I think some some pretty big consequences for the industry and members. Well, there's consequences for the industry and for the members on. Uh, there's a huge consequence uh, politically, uh, as I understand it, too. I read an article in yesterday's Washington Post that many members of the Democratic caucus are already conceding that they're going to lose control of the House of Representatives and that the likelihood of the Republicans retaking the Senate is growing every day. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, it's it's fairly likely uh, that that the House flips, uh, as you know, Jerry, as an observer of the uh, the American electorate and, and politics, uh, that the, the midterm elections traditionally, uh, got since World War II, have have always gone uh, in the to the favor of the the party out of power from the White House. So in this case, in the, the 2022 midterms, that means the Republicans. On, on average, every midterm election turns over about 21 or 22 seats. Uh, sometimes you have big swings uh, like we saw in, in 1994, uh, but sometimes you have smaller ones. There's only been a couple where the party in power actually gained seats. That was the, the post 9-11 uh, Bush, Bush's first midterm, and obviously the country's a different spot then. But I fully expect probably the trend to hold. And uh, and we see the Republicans, they only have to pick up six seats by the time they, they kind of sort out some of the open seats. It's probably only going to be five or six seats that they've got to pick up. So history is on their side. Uh, and in, 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 you know, is the, the Biden administration faces more headwinds. Uh, that's going to that's going to probably only help the Republicans. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, uh, I, I especially would be concerned if I'm a Democrat and the recent uh, developments overseas uh, cause a shakeup in the cabinet so early in this administration, which, again, the Washington Post is speculating about. And if the Post is speculating about it, uh, that's pretty interesting because they yeah. generally uh, don't find much to criticize the, the administration about. Yeah. But anyway, um, we're here today. I think we're going to talk about something a little more lighthearted, and that's the International Builders Show. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're proud to have our guest. Jim, why don't you welcome him in? Yeah, uh, thanks, Jerry. I'd, I'd like to welcome in Mike Waterman of Visit Orlando. Uh, he's he's basically the the, the big the, the the big cheese down there, uh, getting ready for uh, for for our trade show. Uh, Mike, welcome to the podcast. It's it's great to have you. As Jerry said, we're all uh, it's kind of the stretch run here for the team, uh, getting ready for for IBS 2022, and uh, very much love to to tell you how, how are things on the ground down there in Orlando. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll tell you what it has been a remarkable. Uh, 18 months for us, obviously, you know, working through this crazy pandemic. But look, we've hosted well over 100 live in-person face-to-face events since July last year. 
really Orlando has never closed and we continue to get better. Uh, you know, I'm super proud to tell you more than a dozen of our hotels have, have taken the opportunity to enhance their product. The Hilton did a whole new lobby, the Rosen centers brand new and the Ritz Carlton is new. So, you know, I think your attendees will really be excited to see how Orlando has enhanced itself since you were last year, a couple years ago. The, the theme parks, are they all open? Yeah, all the theme parks. We've been open for over a year now, and um, they've been running at full capacity and, and uh, doing an unbelievable job. Uh, also, you know, really kind of neat for us is virtually all of the theme parks, Universal, SeaWorld, Disney have new attractions. So your folks can also, you know, enjoy what they've always enjoyed in the past. But um, SeaWorld's got a brand new um, roller coaster opening this February. Uh, Disney had a couple new um, things. Uh, they got uh, uh, a new attraction at Epcot, uh, a new attraction at um, the Disney Enchantment, uh, Nighttime Spectacular. Epcot's got the new Harmonious deal, and Remy Ratatouille is going to open uh, October 1st. So new stuff going on. We're excited about it. That is pretty exciting. And Mike, what, what about, you know, obviously, you know, you, you, you ran through a lot of the theme parks, but what else can our, you know, all of our members, it, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's late January, early February when we'll be down there. A great time to get away uh, for families, uh, especially those of us who live in the northern parts of the country where a little warmer weather always feels good. Uh, you know, you, you just talked about the theme parks, but, but, you know, restaurants, other attractions, Universal obviously is, is right down the road from the, from the convention center, but um, you know, what, what else What else can families plan to do while uh, their husband or wives or mom and dads are walking the show floor attending NHB's meetings? Uh, what else is there to, to do? Yeah, so we have, you know, almost 1,100 members and, you know, obviously the SeaWorld, Universal, Disney, you know, big three, you know, sort of are a big part of that. And that's why a lot of people come down. But there's a lot of amazing things. We have some great small towns, Winter Park, which is where I live, uh, Winter Garden. They have they have farmers markets on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, you got Dr. Phillips Center Performing Arts, which is an unbelievable uh, facility. They have Wicked and, um, you know, some of the new shows are playing there. Amway, you know, has got concerts uh, playing. That's where the magic play also. You can also catch a uh, major league soccer or basketball game while you're in town. So there's a lot of really neat things going on. It's also some great nature. People don't realize that we have the winter park boat tour, which is a great boat tour up in winter park takes about an hour. Um, and there's also kayaking and, and amazing springs and places where folks can, you know, park and hike. Yeah, Mike, uh, I got to ask you this, Jim and I have uh, been known to uh, enjoy a good meal every now and again, as frequently now as we can, actually. Um, what's the restaurant scene looking like down there? Is everything uh, up and running? And are we uh, are there any new and exciting ones? It's probably been 20 years since I started. And in those 20 years, even 10 years, the last 10 years, the Orlando food scene has changed dramatically. We have over a dozen James Beard Award chefs. Old Red just opened Blake Shelton's new country live country music place right down the street at Icon Park. Um, Gordon Ramsay just opened Fish and Chips also at the Old Red area, uh, Icon Park. And uh, and boy, Disney Springs has got four or five. Um, uh, Chef Jose Andres has Haleo. Rick Bayless has Frontera Cochina. Um, Morimoto has the Morimoto Asia, Wolfgang Puck. So we have an unbelievable scene. And even really, if you go outside of iDrive or Disney Springs or, or CityWalk and, and Universal, I live up, like I said, in kind of Winter Park area. And, and 
Mills, the Mills 50 district has got one of the largest Vietnamese restaurant scene in central Florida. So there's some really fun, local, unique places. And, you know, some of my favorites are, you know, some of the locally owned um, sommeliers and, and, and beer um, craft beer folks uh, places. Winter Garden's got a great uh, craft beer place that you can go and eat and drink and enjoy the outside. Well, Jim will undoubtedly want to get the name of that. He's a, he's a beer aficionado. <laughs> I do uh, I do like a beer every now and then. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Mike, Orlando is a, uh, a large area. What do you think is the best way for our members, the attendees, to get around the area while they're there? You know, we have all the traditional, you, you know, we have bus service, we have, um, we have obviously Uber and Lyft. Uh, also, you know, like you mentioned, you know, we are, um, we are working with our partners to make sure, um, you know, we have appropriate drivers and, and we really work with not only our, our um, Uber and Lyft providers, but also Mears Transportation, which is the largest provider of cabs, um, taxis in the area. And we, and we actually, put out a resume uh, to all of our, you know, when a big event like yours is coming in town to make sure not only the businesses, the restaurants are prepared, but also the, you know, the, um, all of our transportation companies. And we have seen some issues um, really around peak times and just for your attendees, 11 a.m. in the morning and, and believe it or not, 10 at night are two peak times. So if there's a way you can avoid coming into the airport at those times, still you'll get, I, I flew in the other day, and I think I had to wait eight minutes for an Uber. So uh, it wasn't a problem at all. But um, again, sort of pack your patience. But there's plenty of opportunities to um, to get around uh, the area using, um, you know, those services or cabs, taxis. Hey, Mike, have you, have you, have you seen just talking about, you know, coming in and out of the airport, uh, just, just the, the last couple of months, you've really seen America start to open back up. People are getting on planes. As Jerry said, he's back on the road pretty much full time. Uh, uh, so, so how's Orlando doing, right? I mean, are people flooding in, in there? Yeah, look, we've really, like I said, we've really never closed down in July. We just got our July, um, occupancy and rate uh, room ADR rates. And they were the highest since the pandemic. We had almost 80% occupancy. So our hotels are full. We're not packed, but you know, in July, June, July, and August are candidly our three biggest months. Um, you know, spring is is only busy more around the spring break area, which is a little later than when you guys are in. So we're open. Our hotels are open. Our parks are open. Our attractions are open. Our restaurants are open. And, you know, we're, we're following CDC guidelines. But, you know, there is no mask mandate. We are asking folks that, you know, when they're indoors and some of the parks are asking that as well to wear the mask. But for the most part, you could walk around like, you know, like I said, Winter Park, Park Avenue and, and, and not wear a mask. And all of the shops and restaurants are open and, and happy to have customers, candidly. Mike, thanks for being with us today. Uh, we are so excited to be coming back to Orlando uh, and to have a live builder show again. Uh, we think we're going to have great crowds. Uh, the booth space sales are going really, really well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you down there. Jim and I are going to buy you a beer when we're down there. That's right. I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. And please tell your, you know, tell your folks, um, great deals. We, we list our deals on visitorlando.com. So you can kind of get updates on what's going on and what attractions are new and happening and exciting. We actually do a, a blog similar to this. It's sort of got a what's new, talking about the new restaurants, new attractions, et cetera. So look, we can't wait to have you. We've, we've had uh, large events. We just did MegaCon, 75,000 people in town. We were able to accommodate them and they had a great experience. We really are ready to have you and we can't wait. 
Great. Thanks so much for your time. Everybody, that's Mike Waterman from the Orlando Convention and Visitors Bureau. Mike, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Can't wait. Thanks, Mike. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week with another episode of Housing Developments. For now, I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Bye-bye. Thank you.